Give me a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. <laughs> Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, the NBA world, still shocked, still rocked by uh, the uh, John ja Moran situation. Of course, John ja Moran is quite literally one of the biggest and best NBA players in the world. And uh, we know he is currently away from the team seeking help after he flashed a gun in a Denver area club uh, over the weekend, Mojo. The conversation is being had amongst not just fans, but amongst players, former players, everybody right now. What happens to Ja Morant? What happens to his career? Has it been affected beyond a, a point of coming back? That's uh, the debate that is being had right now, Mojo. And on uh, Monday in Los Angeles, we ran into a guy who was not only a uh, NBA champion, won a title with the Cavaliers, but uh, played with uh, everyone from Jason Kidd to Vince Carter to LeBron. LeBron James. Uh, we saw uh, NBA analyst Richard Jefferson. We asked him, can Ja actually come back from all of this, or is his career been affected forever? Here's Richard Jefferson. What advice do you have for Ja? Like, if a lot of people feel like he could be like throwing his career away right no, now, what no, is the no, bad? No, no, no. I think people don't understand what it's like to be young and making mistakes in front of a couple guys. Yeah. Uh, agree with him. I think this was a bonehead move. We talked about this yesterday at length. Uh, it was a it was a huge mistake, but I don't think in the end that this is going to cost him his entire career. Uh, to put things into perspective, we've talked about so many athletes who have done things significantly worse than this and came back to play the same season. Sometimes uh, back immediately, these sports leagues can be extremely unforgiving, especially if you're talking about uh, a very young player. Obviously, you see young players more likely to make mistakes uh, than, than older players. But still, regardless of that, he's got to nip this in the bud. He does not want to develop a reputation out there. These consequences, these penalties are way more unforgiving uh, the more frequently they happen and you know frequency almost doesn't always play a factor you could make your first mistake in your rookie year you can make your second yeah. mistake in your 10th 15th year doesn't matter you're now a repeat offender in that sports league so uh, bottom line is I don't think this will cost him his career, but that doesn't say that the next one might not if uh, if he doesn't get in line. No, I think that's a great point, Mojo. Obviously, if John Morant wasn't the player that he is, the NBA wouldn't tolerate, the Grizzlies wouldn't tolerate behavior like this. But because this guy has otherworldly talent, I mean, John Morant is so good. He is tailor-made for today's NBA, and this guy could literally be the face of the NBA as guys like LeBron James and those legends from this generation as they start to retire here now. Uh, Mojo, Richard Jefferson, uh, somebody who kept his nose clean throughout his career, um, somebody who had a, an incident that involved a gun. Now, it wasn't an NBA player, but Plaxico Burris. So you might remember back in 2008, Plaxico Burris, the year after the New York Giants, thanks in large part to Plax's contributions on the field, they, uh, they won the Super Bowl, but in 2008, Plaxico Burris, 
who had a gun in a New York City nightclub and he was holding it for protection. He accidentally fired the gun and shot himself, Mojo. And Plaxico Burris ended up serving 22 months in prison. He missed over two seasons in the NFL and his career was never the same again. On Tuesday, Plax joined uh, Craig Carton on The Carton Show on FS1 and uh, he pleaded with Ja, change your ways. Here's Plaxico Burris. If I was speaking to him, yeah. it would just be, you know, you can't learn anything, man, just learn from me. And uh, just make better decisions because, you know, you, you really don't want for him to have that label moving forward, being that he's so young. He has the opportunity to be the face of the NBA. He's, he's that great of a player. And you want to you, you continue to see him, you know, mature as a person as his game is getting better. Right. And I think that all just comes with time. And, you know, uh, being around the right people, and I believe, you know, he, he made a mistake. Yeah, Mojo, I think uh, if you're going to listen to anybody, listen to Plaxico Burris because he was literally in Ja Morant's shoes. And he got the gun for protection, but he ended up uh, costing himself uh, a lot of his, not just his time on the football field, but also his, his freedom because he was locked up. Here's what I'll say, and I've thought about this Ja Morant situation. You know, we did a story uh, first week of January about this kid, a 17-year-old who accused Ja Morant of not just beating him up, but also then um, intimidating him with a gun in his waistband. We published a story. Nobody cared. Nobody paid any attention to it back then. Then last week, more information comes out about that same story, and people finally started to pay attention, but it didn't seem like John Morant cared. Just that night, the Grizzlies uh, won a basketball game, and John Morant celebrated by using his hands as guns in the middle of what was a big controversy. Then only a few days later, he flashes a gun in a nightclub. That statement came out quick. It seemed to me like it was a crisis PR team that stepped in and said, hey, John, this is what you need to say. I don't know if this guy actually gets it. There is a point where it doesn't matter how good of a player you are. You can do too many bad things, and uh, this world is littered with people who had a whole bunch of talent but wasted it. And I, I really do feel like, although Richard Jefferson says his career here is not on the line, I, I don't know that I agree with Richard Jefferson. And I, I do think his career is on the line, and in my mind, he's got to get it together. Ronnie James is already better than a bunch of guys who are currently in the NBA. Yes, according to LeBron, LeVar James, Ball. Uh, Mojo LeBron James with the hot take about his 18-year-old son, who is a senior at Sierra Canyon in Los Angeles. Uh, the six-foot-two-inch Bronny James now. Bronny James is a controversial figure, controversial basketball player, Mojo. A lot of people believe that LeBron's son, his oldest son, has been sort of pushed by a lot of people, not just by his dad, and, and made to seem like he's a better player than he actually is. You know, LeBron James Jr., anywhere from a four to a five-star recruit, depending on the service that you look at. Some people have him as uh, one of the 15 or so best players in the country. Uh, Rivals has him as the 43rd best player. Bottom line mojo is that LeBron James took to uh, Twitter and had this to say about his son. Quote, man, Bronny definitely better than some of these cats I've been watching on League Pass today. Bleep, lightweight, hilarious with four laughing, crying face emojis. So mojo, there it is. Uh, he's not mincing his words. LeBron says that Bronny right now as a high school player better than NBA guys.
absolutely shocking that a father would hype up his son this big, right? <laughs> <laughs> but Mojo, doesn't it, that like this in my mind, and I get that everyone thinks their kid is the greatest, fine. This puts a lot of pressure on him, doesn't it? Uh, I don't know about this tweet adding any more pressure to the already immense amount of pressure that this kid has been under his entire life at this point. He's just got to be used to it, right? I mean, if you're LeBron James kid, arguably the goat of basketball, we've all heard a million times over about that discussion, who the goat is. Doesn't matter when you're, when you're the, the, the child of, of a player like that, you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You can't even get a haircut without people comparing <laughs> everything you do uh, yes. to your father's legacy. So as far as handling pressure, I, I, I don't really see this tweet uh, changing too much of that. As far as the legitimacy of it, I don't think it's too far-fetched to say that the high school child of one of the greatest players of all time who is very soon entering college could potentially yeah. be better than some of the worst players on an NBA roster. If you're literally having the coaching, the tutelage, uh, the resources of the best uh, on a yeah. daily basis, on an hourly basis, it's not too far-fetched that uh, you could be playing leagues above your level. But, of course, maybe that's not the case. To your point, not everybody has this young man as a five-star recruit. So, so there's that to consider as yeah. well. I think the biggest takeaway here for me is the timing. It's about that time to make a college decision. You said it yourself, if not all the scouts, if not all the analysts are unanimously sold on you, you could maybe use the addition of a little bit of firepower from some LeBron James tweets, make sure that every college in the country wants you. I'm a Maryland fan. I would love to see him as a Terrapin. Uh, obviously, when you're talking about marketing to a school, you're not just getting this player. You're getting his dad on some extent, oh, too. So Bojo, I that would be know. a huge, huge get for any university out there. I think that's a good point is that it's not just about signing Bronny James, but you're also, in a way, signing LeBron James. And to see LeBron at your college's games wearing maybe in the you know University of Maryland. Uh, a lot of people obviously have said that Ohio State is is uh, is in the lead as the most likely team. Of course, Ohio State, uh, Ohio, the uh, the state that LeBron James grew up in. I, I think that would be a huge, huge get for any school across the country. So even if he actually isn't one of the five or so best players in the league, just to have LeBron James part of your program, that's you know worth the weight of Bronny James and LeBron in the weight of gold. I mean, and, I and I'll up. say too, I mean, for anyone at home listening that thinks that uh, Bronny doesn't need the social media boost from his dad to land himself a college offer, the college game has shifted dramatically now. College players can now make money off of their name, image, and likeness. We're talking NIL here. So now getting all this hype isn't about just getting an offer. It's about what package these schools can put together for Bronny. So you bundle it all together. Let's see. It's going to be a bidding war out there for this young man's services. And uh, now's the time to build that hype. See who can throw the most money, offer, and just overall package in. Good move by LeBron if you ask me.
Coming up next in TMZ Sports, is John Jones the greatest MMA fighter to ever step foot in a cage? Well, we talked to another guy who is in that conversation, Demetrius Johnson. He's going to join us next. Does Mighty Mouse believe John's the best? His answer may surprise you. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Well, John, it's been an honor to watch you become the youngest ever UFC champion. It's been an honor to watch you become the heavyweight champion, and I can't wait to see you again. Welcome back, and congratulations on achieving your goal. Last thing. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike and Mojo. Mojo, that was John Jones in the octagon after he dismantled Cyril Ghosn at UFC 285. And you heard it loud and clear from John Jones right there. A goat sound, Mojo, because John Jones was calling himself the greatest MMA fighter who has ever stepped foot in a cage. Now, the question is, what do other, uh, not just fans, but what do other great fighters Think about John being called the GOAT. You know, you you had the debate that was raging. Was it John Jones? Was it GSP? Was it uh, Habib Nurmagomedov? Or was it Demetrius Johnson? Well, Mojo, uh, we recently had a conversation with DJ, with Mighty Mouse, who was doing his thing over there uh, in one championship. And we asked DJ straight up, Demetrius, do you consider John Jones the greatest of all time? Watch this. Yeah, you know, I, I said it last night. And I, I've always felt that from John Jones, and you know, I was talking about it on my uh, my channel last night. And I said, John Jones didn't have to gain all that weight to do what he did to to Gane. He he, he didn't have to, right? Uh, and if you look at like the other previous gentlemen who tried to go up and be a champ, champ or win belts in a different division, um, they lacked the size and a little bit of the skill set, but. John Jones, what he did to Ghani last, I mean, Saturday night was, I mean, he took him down and choked him out. You know, and I, I, I truly believe he can, he could have done that at 205. So you, there it is, Mojo. You heard, and and make no mistake about it, uh, Demetrius Johnson, a lot of people consider him the greatest. I mean, he has some records that may never be broken in MMA or may not for a long time. And for him to say it and to be so adamant about it, I think that speaks very loudly. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously this is going to be a popular sentiment after uh... – after the big victory this past week, my goodness, having three years off, my goodness, the amount of things that can change in three years towards the end of your career, I'll add. It's not like this happened at the start of his career as he's beginning to age, as he's had all these all these shots, as, as he's been outside of a ring with, with ring rust for a long time. I mean, my goodness, there's just so much to consider. And then you go out there 
and you, you beat the heavyweight in the title match in two minutes. My goodness. So it's, it's really hard not to bring up those conversations. Now, obviously, when you're talking about greatest of all time in MMA history, we're not talking about her weight division, but in MMA history, it right. gets really tough because of how different the game is when you're talking about 135 versus mm -hmm. 265. Right. It's a completely different game. But the second you can go up a division after that time off and just run through the number one contender like that, my goodness, that's uh, got to spark GOAT conversations, uh, if you've ever heard. I think this next fight... Assuming we get John Jones and, and Stipe, yeah. I think that's going to answer a lot of questions because now we're talking about a guy who is the GOAT of the heavyweight division, yeah. has the record for most heavyweight UFC title defenses. Yeah. That is going to answer a lot of questions for both men. I mean, if you want to talk about greatest ever, that is your case study right there. That's why I think that fight is going to be huge. That is why, Babcock, we must attend this fight in person. Uh, I, I can't wait for that one. It's going to be a battle for the ages. Tom Brady's not coming back to play football. Despite the rumors that you may have heard the last few days, yeah, Tom uh, saying, hey, I'm too busy to play quarterback right now. Mojo, so uh, there are some reports, some rumors that were coming out of the combine. Um, in fact, uh, Rich Eisen of the NFL Network, he, he said, look, there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of uh, quote-unquote sources at the combine in Indianapolis that said, um, don't be surprised if Tom Brady ultimately winds up on the Miami Dolphins. Now, remember, the Dolphins were one of the teams who was very interested in Tom Brady after he won that Super Bowl with the Bucks after leaving the Patriots. Well, Tom Brady took to his uh, social media page today, Mojo, uh, to clarify things. said, it's not happening. So here's what Tom said. Anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. Mojo, remember... Uh, shortly after he retired on February 1st, Tom Brady got uh, an adorable little kitten, a Siamese kitten for his 10-year-old daughter, Vivian. And he says, hey, I'm too busy taking care of this cat to play football right now. I don't know, Babcock. He technically didn't say no there. He just said he was busy. <laughs> a lot of football players are busy, brother. And now uh, we're seeing people unretire all the time. Yeah. It is all the rage these days. So I don't know. My bigger question is if he does unretire and plays for the Dolphin, does that mean that 10 year, $375 million contract broadcasting with Fox gets delayed? Because I think he'll make more broadcasting than he will playing uh, at least long term. Uh, right. And you don't have to get hit. My, you know, Mojo, when you're uh, calling games, you obviously you're not getting sacked by like 320 pound defensive tackles uh, like you used to be. Um, maybe not 320. I don't want to uh, add, add weight to you. <laughs> but he doesn't uh, have to get hit if he's in the broadcast booth. Not only that, Mojo, and we did this story on Tuesday on the TMZ Sports website. Tom Brady has got himself a brand new yacht. You're looking at it right here. This uh, is by a company named... Uh, Wire, I think that's how you say it. I don't have enough money to uh, even go on their website. But uh, this is a 77-foot yacht. It comfortably sleeps nine people. Uh, it's got a few guest cabins. 
It is 77 feet long, Mojo. So just an absolutely gigantic boat. Uh, it goes 35 knots, so it's fast. Uh, this thing is absolutely incredible. And yeah, why go out there and get beat up on day in, day out when you can just be uh, sailing on the open sea in that thing? Yeah, I mean, plus he's single now, man. He needs something to impress these ladies in a 77-foot yacht. Uh, we'll do just that. Uh, he'll probably have some private excursions on that thing, yes. uh, go on some secret dates we might not know about. Uh, I don't know. This makes a lot of sense. I mean, between his career uh, and the upcoming one, I don't think he's hurting for money, so he can certainly afford that. Yeah, $6 million, when- and it's almost cheap. Yeah, 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 really. He really should have swung for the fences. I don't know why he bought the poor man's yacht. Like, come on, man. You're the goat. You should get something. Uh, yeah. Nice more dingy, on your level. nice dingy, Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mojo, we are just about out of time. Man, you've got to check us out tomorrow. Big, big treat. Literally, Mojo, literally, uh, we are going to be joined by WWE legend, WWE Hall of Famer, Kane, going to join the show. We're going to talk to Kane Mojo about everything from his absolutely historic career to politics. Remember, Kane is now a a mayor in Knox County, Tennessee. We're going to talk to him about those political aspirations, Mojo, going to be a great show. We got Kane on the show. Definitely will make it the best show since today.